Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of UH Studio Design Academy's Architecture Podcast. In this episode, I want to talk about how AI will potentially change the architectural and design industry. As you may know, AI is these days everywhere in regards to architecture and design. You open up Instagram, you open up LinkedIn. In Instagram, people are saying about all the wonderful results that they're getting with Mid Journey, with Table Diffusion, and with various newer, more specific tools that are coming up all the time. And in LinkedIn and Twitter, you get all these wonderful lists that are just so overwhelming, right? 10, 20 AI tools that everybody should be using for doing this or doing that, for scripts, for prompting, and so on. So how does that relate to architecture design? And what can we expect in regards to our profession? Clearly right now in the concept stages, it does already have a revolution. And just recently, a few days ago, an article came out in the New York Times about Zaka Hadid Architects and how Patrick is pushing the office to adopt using AI for workplace. So that's called post-occupancy design analysis. And it has been a thing for quite a while. And it's the idea there is that we understand how buildings work a little bit better by doing some post-occupational analysis with sensors, with lights, understanding who's sitting where, how they're using the spaces, how often do they take specific corridors or how often they open the windows or shut the lights or open the lights. Where should the cooler be? Where is the best location for the kitchenette? And so on. So in workplace, it has already been used quite a bit. But now with AI, I suppose the analysis can be sped up a little bit more. So that's one already very practical example, which AI has impacted significantly. However, it's not evolutionary. And we had a talk about Arturo Tedeschi, a great guy really fantastic to talk to but we slightly disagreed on this aspect where i call ai evolutionary and he calls ai revolutionary by the way make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you may be listening to it to stay in the loop and get a notification when that podcast gets uploaded so he says that ai is revolutionary because it will ultimately change the way we think about design overall hopefully at some point we can just tell the computer or the ai to design something in a very specific way. Let's even try it out. Let's think about a prompt, right? So I want to design a mixed use building in an urban setting with a significant front entrance and some storefront retail and have six floors on top with a footprint of, what's a good footprint? Let's say for a medium-sized building, so 500 square meter footprint. So not a very big footprint, which would fit maybe four units plus the core and the shell and you know the building will come up with some and we'll probably get some kind of results from from mid-journey or wherever we were inputting that so for concept design it's definitely been a huge step up to understand how to use design tools especially for people that may be less adept to using 3d design software so well now they can just input something and it comes up with a specific view on training data. So definitely for people that have less experience with using 3D like Blender and Maya, it has made a huge significance. And I believe because Zaka Hadid's buildings are very photogenic, the, the training set for mid-journey, stable diffusion and so on has used extensive photographs and visualization 
images from Zaka Kadir Architects in similar offices. It's not the only one anymore, right? Like we have Mad Architects, UN Studio and so on, which have these more complex geometries. So it has become so easy now to generate something that looks like a Zaka Hadid building, at least conceptually, because there's a huge difference between the art of the concept and then the architectural design aspect that integrates everything from space planning to consultants work to understanding any clash detection that may be happening. So that's everything that happens in, an in a proper architectural process. It's much less flashy than pretty concept design images, but that's the reality of the profession. So that's the big question. How does AI help the proper architecture design process beyond the concept design stages? And space planning and clash detection are some excellent items because they're very quantifiable. We know specific spaces, certain sizes, and in fact, with a tool like Grasshopper, it has been fairly easy to design spaces based on the actual square areas of each required space. What has been more difficult is defining those relationships between the different parameters. For example, if you have one unit in a lab and that lab has to have very specific lab functions that are adjacent to one another, that becomes a little bit more difficult. Of course, you can do it with Grasshopper, but it's a bit more tedious because you have to think about egress, corridors, access, external facade, access if there's a need for natural daylight, which most, which most buildings require, except if it's some kind of very strict laboratory for environmental conditions, a safe or a storage facility. So there are a lot of impacts that have to go into it. I'm sure there are many architects and developers out there that are doing precisely that, inputting this kind of data into AI large language models so the AI can assist with the initial stages. I think that's going to be a very big frontier. Spatial planning with precise relationship understanding, which again feeds maybe the iterative process, the initial iterative process a little bit further that can then be refined by hand manually by the architectural team. So that's why I really see the AI helping the architects. I don't think it's going to replace it, by the way. I don't think that there's anything that can replace architectural designers because of two factors. The first one is client relationships. There are various types of clients. Some are more educated, some are less educated. So there's a lot of prep work that needs to go with helping the client decide what they want in regards to the architectural design. And the other aspect is the understanding of the construction industry. That's maybe the larger aspect that's holding back the AI from overtaking the world because the way buildings are built today is not that different from the way buildings were built 50 years ago. We're still using steel reinforcement for concrete or steel beams. Sure, we have some uh, glue lamp. Sure, we're getting to medium rise and high rise timber buildings with engineered timber products. That's a great new development. But essentially, it's using the same systems, except with different structural systems. Uh, we still have facades, which are either bricks, which probably nobody does unless you're doing your house, but everything is panelized. So we have panelized facades that require specific attachments that, that we need to figure out how they come together. And the biggest constraint is possibly the separation of the construction trades. So we have carpenters, we have plumbers, we have the teams that do the roof building and then all the refined building aspects, the lighting and the design and so on. So that's an established workflow for the construction process that happens iteratively. 
On smaller projects, maybe you have a general contractor that can take care of it most and maybe hire a subcontractor here and there. On larger projects, you also have a general contractor or project manager company that then hires out the smaller companies in order for them to come together. That process and understanding how we can design in a completely different way. So perhaps here I'm not talking about traditional design, but more like robot fabrication or large scale 3D printing. So we could imagine a world where we ask an AI system for help and assistance with the design. Maybe we input the plan, then it helps with all the engineering. It adjusts things so they're easier to construct, maybe more efficient, maybe cheaper. And then it's able to output that design data into construction information into whatever system is being assisted for construction. So that's what might happen in the future, especially with the fast paced progress of large scale 3D printing. In other words, we can't expect an AI system to produce for us drafted drawings in a similar fashion like they were drafted two, 300 years ago for the level of complexity that buildings are getting to today. In fact, for large complex buildings, handing over a BIM model has become a requirement for many architects, for many companies. So we really have to think on a larger scale than perhaps what we're thinking of in regards to a specific design phase. There are definitely a lot of ways to optimize all the different design stages, possibly all the different construction stages as well. But for holistic replacement of the AEC industry with AI, a lot of different things have to happen. Naturally, I think small improvements will happen and they'll come from various different players or vendors. Autodesk should start iterating and playing with AI in a similar manner that Adobe is doing at the moment. Otherwise, I'm sure a smaller upstart that's allowing a lot more automation of the tedious BIM design process could possibly overtake Revit. Of course, there's also IFC with open standards where we can input different data from different vendors in a much easier way. So we're not locked into Revit, but the reality is Revit is still the biggest BIM player in the world and AutoCAD, which is also an Autodesk product, is the biggest CAD product in the world where many places that haven't adopted using BIM yet, they're using AutoCAD. So Autodesk really has to innovate, but as a monopoly, it might be a bit difficult for them to start doing that. So they might need some help from smaller startups, which they could possibly and potentially buy up once they see the added value from their processes or develop their own in-house. Inevitably, they have to be like Adobe, which are innovating very well at the moment, and they are taking AI to a point from just hobby creating and these interesting ideas for concept designs to something that's useful for professionals. For architectural design, we need maybe not Autodesk, but other companies to start inputting and thinking about the various processes in the stage. So we have program, programmatic layout, we have clash detection, and those are very pragmatic elements. So anything that's really pragmatic in regards to understanding we, we have a tangible element that's here, and then you have a tangible element that's next to it, and there might be an intersection between those two tangible elements. 
that would be fairly easy for AI to do clash detection. Hopefully in the future, coordination of large and complex buildings like airports should become much easier because there will be less of a need to do manual clash detection. Once again, I really do see AI as being an evolutionary tool instead of a revolutionary tool. In the near future, I do not see us changing the way that we're working, but starting to adopt and incorporate more AI parametric and computational design tools. In the further future, there will definitely be more of an alignment between the design process and the construction process and the translation between the design and the construction could happen with AI. For example, assisting with large-scale 3D printed houses and more objects or panels and looking at optimal tool paths and so on. In fact, a company that's called AI Built, who specializes on tool making software and efficiencies for industrial partners, and they're, uh, they're using AI in their software. I mean, it's called, so they have AI in their name. So once that scales up even more to an even larger architectural scale, definitely a lot of that artificial intelligence and machine learning will start to flow into it. Now let's go back a little bit on the design side of things. Right now we have excellent image generation. This is photorealistic. We can input everything. We can, we're also starting to see models which allow us to input fuzzy sketches and understand how those fuzzy sketches can then be translated into architectural concepts. Very soon, probably within the next six months or so, we will probably start to see those same text prompts being able to generate 3D model information. And then that 3D model information will start to get refined. There are already some tools that allow you to get some 3D model information. I think I was looking at one website whose name I can't recall because there's seriously so many right now that allows you to create furniture pieces. So you specify the furniture type, the color, the style that you want, and you can download a 3D model. Of course, you have to pay for it with some credits, I think for the GPU rendering that it's doing in order to create those. But that's going to be the process to generate even larger spaces. Then we have to think about the next logical point because those models may not be BIM models just yet. They could be useful for illustration or for further development. But the next logical step is let's embed more information into those models, right? So that's when it gets really exciting and those fields between concept architecture and architecture design start to become one and the same. So imagine now that we have an image sketch, we run it through image processing, text prompts, we get a nice image, then we say, okay, make a 3D model out of that space or building or object or project. So we get a 3D element of that. And then maybe we can handpick things on the screen and say, okay, in this area here, I want so-and-so to look in this way or that way and use these references. I'm imagining this a little bit like Adobe Photoshop beta works at the moment with generative design where you can specify a specific area and in that area you can click and create generate and generate alternatives based on the overall composition because that's very important of something that works synchronous with it. So then the next logical step would be to use that same data and try to bimify it. Uh, there's a software called BricsCAD, which is not very well known, but uh, at, when I was working at HOK, 
there was some experimentation with it because, you know, if you're a design technology person, you get to know the other design technology people in the office, especially the directors that are quite into testing out new technologies. And I did get to test all kinds of cool, interesting software. So BricsCAD says that it can bimify any kind of 3D model. I've tried it. It works fairly okay for the most part where you can just draw like you draw in SketchUp and instead of having to manually specify that, okay, this is a wall, okay, this is an opening where I need a window, do I draw this window by hand or do I find it? That software allows you to automate all that data inside of it. So it's a tool that definitely will get developed more and who knows, it might become a proper contender to Revit, which I dearly hope so because Autodesk, as great as it is, we need more diversification. Open source is also another platform which will probably grow with the advent of AI. Why? Well, because it's quite easy to plug into it and use some of the tools that those softwares already contain. For example, Stable Diffusion released their own plugin for working with Blender for generating AI. There's a project called Blender BIM and it'll probably be a short while before somebody duplicates what BricsCAD is able to do with simple models to somebody that can automate the process of any model and bimify that model into something that can be used within Blender BIM or as an IFC elsewhere. I want to also touch upon the media's reaction to everything that's happening with the AI. I think it's hugely overblown. They're doing their own thing. They're spinning it basically to get more people to view their content because it feels like it's not the end of the world. I was even talking to my father who watches news all the time and he thinks, okay, AI is going to kill off half of the working people in the world because they won't be needed because AI will be able to do the work. Similarly, people told that 3D and CAD will be the end of architecture because it will be so easy to generate concepts. But look at what happened. In reality, clients got smarter and instead of expecting one version of a project design development, they expected three, four, and five. So as technology has improved, the demands and the iterative processes also moved up at the same scale. So it's very hard to see how AI is going to replace anything, where in reality, it will be absorbed into those professions, which will have to inevitably start iterating faster, whether it's architectural design, graphic design, copy for social media, for newspapers and so on. Now within architecture design, I see this as a positive aspect because architecture design is a very iterative process. You have to try things to understand whether they work appropriately or not. There's no shortcut about it. In fact, the best architecture design firms understand that inherently and they're willing to spend the time required to get to a good design solution that maybe other design firms are not so focused on. So the iterative process is essential and the more and the faster we can iterate, the closer and the faster we can get to a result that's useful. And no, when we're able to iterate three times as fast, that doesn't mean there'll be three times less work because the clients will also say, well, how about we mix that version with that version? Or what if we move that over there? Or what if this, exit is a little bit different. What if we change the footprint ratio or the ratio of the buildings between the different kinds of units? And then you have to redraw that. 
gosh, I hope I have AI that can help me with that right now. Imagine doing a tower and you have eight units per floor with a mixture of a few two bedrooms, a few one bedrooms, a few studios. You lay out the whole building and the client comes back and says, okay, I don't think this is the right ratio. I need so-and-so many of those. You have to go back to your footprint. You have to design your new footprint, see how it can stay within the zoning regulations or the planning regulations, and then do that again. So that's a very time-consuming process. If there is AI that can automate that by all means, I believe all architects would jump on it right away, or at least the more tech-savvy and experimental ones that will need to prove how this technology works, and then other colleagues will start adopting it. I'm curious, what do you think about AI and how do you think it's going to change the industry, the architectural industry? Let me know in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're watching this elsewhere, you can go to uhstudio.com contact and submit your comments there. Thank you so much for watching this. Thank you to my patrons for the support to be able to do these episodes. And if you like them, consider subscribing. And if you'd like to contribute, consider becoming a Patreon. And see you next time.